0: Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms.
1: We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself.
0: Hello, lovely Mind Stylists. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. Today, we are reflecting on Misa Mink's top tip. Misa from Driven Woman challenged us to stop and reflect and identify what's keeping us small. Quite interesting. It's Mm. so multi-layered. So where, where did you start when you started reflecting?
1: Yes, I think even in the episode... My initial response when we were talking to her was like, whoa, (laughs) there's a a lot of meat here. There's a lot we can talk about. And I think it's very interesting that both of us have felt like this is a tip that we can very quickly go away and action and try it out in a way that maybe some of the other tips are more about when they like coming up in the moment um, and, you know, dealing with things as they go along. So I did a couple of things. I, I kept asking the question. What is keeping me small? So even, you know, just over a couple of days when I had those quiet moments, you know, or walking or whatever, um, asking that question, what is keeping me small? But I have also I also then did a bit of journaling around it and even some meditation, which I'm pretty lax at doing these days. So Misa inspired me to do that too. And it was complex, as you said. I think a lot of different things came up. Questions like, well, when am I feeling small? What is it that's making me feel small? Do I feel small? Uh, and um so all of those questions up came up, and I think we'll delve into them a little bit more in a minute as well. But the big thing that came that really came up for me was, why do what, what is keeping me small? The fact that I'm not big. I know that sounds really silly, but it just kept coming back to me. And and actually, the more I reflected on it, the more I realised that, for me, I'm not very good at being the underdog. Uh, I feel like I I'm kind of the person who is always working like all the time and plodding away and pushing forward so being the underdog like doesn't really work cuz that requires like like an extra burst of energy and to to kind of take you over and above and and I think so I was reflecting on the fact that when I'm when I'm in a situation where I feel like I'm like already being ignored or I'm not the most like I'm not powerful in that room or all of those kind of things you know being <laughs> being a woman walking into networking events at business conferences well a few years ago at least or you know going and talking to investors I don't like I definitely don't respond to those things and and that well like I can get through it but I don't don't feel good doing it and I don't feel powerful doing it so I think that that was something that definitely came up for me this idea of I already feel so far behind and when I feel behind how do you like how do you even catch up because you're already putting everything you've possibly got into just staying kind of where you are um so that, that was a big thing for me as well as um Lots of external factors. That was the other thing that came up when I asked the question, what's keeping me small? It was a lot of things that weren't internal. It was a lot of external things, which is mm-hmm. surprising for me because usually I take the stance of, uh, no, it's like everything is under our control. We have agency and there was a lot of hang on no it's because I've got this autoimmune condition and I feel really tired all the time and I sometimes feel like I only have half a day to do what other people have in a whole day or you know because there's other barriers that are standing up against us and I you know things like that and it was really and as I've just mentioned those kind of external if you've got lots of power players around you that you know I'm really so it's a lot of external things which surprised me because I'm normally like so what? Like don't worry about the external things. you you know, you control what you can control. but that's what that was what was coming to me when I was trying to answer that question. What's keeping me small? And that's interesting, isn't it, though? Because of course,
0: your instinctive response of of you can control what you can control is, of course, we can control how we respond to those external factors, how we interpret them. And I that I see that as a really interesting one, uh, because I know I can respond to. S- in certain circumstances with strength um clarity calmness in fact I can get immense amount of satisfaction from handling a really tricky meeting or you know one of those moments where everything's going wrong and actually you're catching those curveballs and you're dealing with them and you can come away feeling accomplished you know like that was tricky but my god we got through it and good on us um and then there are other times when the same, virtually the same situation or horror, you know, horror storm, uh, comes along and, and yeah, actually it's, it's a rather pathetic response <laughs> and you're curled up in the corner going, or you are psychologically anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, so my question to myself after I'd reflected on what was, how can I move myself through it? But, um, what helps me most with the moving through it is reflecting on the why i'm responding the way i do mm. what do
1: you think there for you well uh, i want to step back a little bit actually mm. and then i see if i i can kind of land on the answer to that question cuz i the, the, i think the other thing in this is and i think it brought up this for both of us but the, the for me feeling small is is about not being able to make major impact like i feel like i'm here to make major impact in this world like otherwise what's the point um you know i that's that's how i feel like we we get one life and i really want to to make that meaningful and and so it's interesting so when i come across situations like like you just described there like firefighting and having to deal with things that I don't want to deal with to me that's like why are we doing this we're kind of infighting when and I know like Misa said things weren't a fight but even if it's an internal thing even if it's like you're trying to overcome things I feel like that they kind of stand in the way and they're a waste of time to like making a bigger impact you know if we really all collaborated together we could do such amazing things and so So it's interesting that for me, this idea of keeping me small is like what's holding me back from making that impact. Um, So I think what can I do to move through those things? It's I feel like it's been a long-term journey. If I'm honest, Um, the answers to me don't feel like they're an overnight answer. I feel like it's a shift in mindset, and that doesn't you know, and those habits that we build in terms of our thinking habits. Changing those habits. So, being able to have perspective on a situation, being able to almost be an outside observer on a situation that you're in, Uh, often, you know, often the things that are actually going on is just people coming up to speed with you or or maybe you coming up to speed with them or you know it's part of a process and I think sometimes if you can see things in that way rather than this is a problem that needs to be solved or these are people standing in my way or you know I so I think there's definitely a perspective thing there uh, which is also related to ego as well Um, so I think that I also in the past you know, t- again, take that scenario that you described. You may be going in, you're firefighting lots of things, kind of decoupling the idea of the outcome of this defines who I am as a person. <laughs> you know, being able to step away from that and realizing, actually, I j- all I need to do every day is kind of show up with my values intact. And some things do test that. But if you can step back and have a bit of that perspective and say, Okay, well, something's not going so great right now. That that is how it is. Um, and actually, trying to control the situation too heavily is can be counterproductive. And even though though it is counter counterintuitive sometimes, but so so I think that's probably what I've done. I step back more, and I think I, I don't need to control this part. This is mm-hmm. some, somebody else going on the journey, or this is part of the process that we just need to go through. And so, what I'm hearing there is um, that capacity
0: to step back um, sounds very calm and and controlled, rather than an instinctive withdrawal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so, actually, perspective and uh, a sense of curiosity about what's going on here, and a connection back to your values, your core strengths, where your your ultimate purpose, your drive, gives you perspective over those minutiae and able to, to let them go. Yeah. And that is a state of a mind in a really good place, isn't it? Mm. That's when we're able to access our full strengths. Yeah, And I think that the question of what's keeping us small alludes back to the fact that we have a, an automatic stress response which can often show up. Well, we have fight, flight, and freeze. Now, um, you've mentioned the word fight, but when we fight, we tend to go big and strong. Um, and certainly, uh, if we're on the receiving end, we will automatically mm-hmm. shrink unless we're, <laughs> unless we're going in for the punch. Um, <laughs> but personally, I don't tend to go in for the punch. I'm a placator. I'm a, placater, I'm a
1: Withdrawal. I was going to say you missed please from your four. Ah, yes.
0: Well, we'll come back to that one. Yes. <laughs> yes. So but so we've got fight. Um, flight is that withdrawal, isn't yeah. it? And it's the it's the I'm gonna withdraw. Um, it might be contracting, a physical contraction. Um, I think of I, I think of myself in in those childhood days where I'd run and curl in a tiny ball behind the door of my bedroom. And then be all right again and actually i recovered quickly that's not a a story of deep trauma it was just an instinctive response and actually when we are in a stress response in a meeting I mean what happens is we lean back in our chair away from this evil monster that's <laughs> appeared in our boardroom <laughs> but um and we shrink into ourselves and our our shoulders hunch and our heads go down and and actually quite often our voices go down. Um, There've been a couple of moments of extreme physical distress I've been in when I've turned up at A&E with um, a child who's injured or all the time when I poured boiling water over my arm, not not a good one. Um, I couldn't speak. And it's really interesting because that's not what happens to me normally. I don't choke, but I couldn't speak. I couldn't, Get the words out to the receptionist today, Eddie, which is not helpful. Um, it's a physical, instinctive, psychological response. And what's interesting for me is how physical threats to our safety fire up one part of our brain. Social threats to our safety fire up often exactly the same parts to our brain. So if our status is threatened and that can be with as little as a belittling look or a disparaging oh, yeah. comment I mean those can be they can cut you to the quick can't they yeah. well aimed Woo. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a public humiliation although of course my god what can you imagine what it must be like um in those situations in the press for instance mm-hmm. um But yes, those can be just as cutting and divisive. So humans are social animals and social triggers can cause us to have the automatic stress response as much as physical threats. So I mentioned fight. I mentioned flight. Freeze is that natural, you know, and actually perhaps that was what I was experiencing when I couldn't speak, Mm -hmm. but again, it's all this sort of contracting. It's definitely not standing up strong and tall. You mentioned please. So please is a learned response, but it can become an automatic uh, instinctive pattern of behavior when you go into the placating accommodating Mm -hmm. mode. And of course that is not a, uh, well, uh, and uh, start again. It can be a strategic, well-aimed response Mm -hmm. to a situation uh, when the relationship is more important than the actual issue. But it can also lead to you um, not prioritizing yourself, uh, losing a sense of self, losing your anger and and playing very small because you've completely compromised yourself and your values and everything that matters and you've prioritized everyone else's. Um, but I find I find that interesting. That the social needs I break down into five areas: basic, uh, and I use basic as the acronym. So B is for belonging, and when we're pleasing people, we're often trying to we're prioritizing that sense of connection and being in the tribe and feeling in in it, um, and sacrificing ourselves accordingly. Mm. Um, A is for autonomy. S is for status, I've mentioned before. I is for integrity and fairness. And C is for certainty. And I, I find it really helpful for once I've identified the triggers, as in the situations or people mm-hmm. that are triggering me, then to break it down into those five areas. And, and so often we'll find ourselves being triggered on a whole multiple number mm. of
1: those. I think I'm... It's interesting because w- when I've asked this question a lot, there's something you said a couple of times there about um, sense of self and purpose. And and I think we can often find ourselves, I, certainly this is how I found myself as I was trying to answer this question. A lot of so much of it comes back to that sense of self and really trying to figure out like, what is the kind of big i want to be um and you also connected back to that idea of you know when you like when you know where it is you want to go where you know what kind of impact it is that you want to make then it's much easier to have perspective and it's much easier to kind of assess is is this important is this not important Mm -hmm. and I think that that's the part I always struggle with so it's very interesting because I don't you talk talk a lot about social animals and and I'm such an individual person that like I ultimately this is this is very much partly to do with my socialization and situations I've been in before but I still I'm kind of like I I've really struggled to picture what big looks like involving other people. it's and and I still am quite transactional in the way I think about other people and And so when I think about maybe this is the thing that's keeping me small, I don't you know, I Misa said' sit with the exploration. and I think because because of situations I've been in, in the past, and you know, people I should have been able to trust, like not being trustworthy. and it is a lot easier to think about things like think about how you're you're going to do things yourself and kind of want to do things yourself it's scary to do things with other people and you know I think and I have learned to deal with it in terms of those like you know those individual interactions on the whole like you know they they're good I, I can have this perspective at the same time I'm like but I also want to play big i i'm not a small person the impact i want to make is not small i want it to be big and it's about being able to paint that picture of what that looks like what kind of big do you want to be you know what does that mean what does mm-hmm. success mean and i think that that's something i've really been juggling around in my head and my body and thinking back to pearl's episode when she was talking about mining yourself and And the thing I feel more than anything else is that we just have, we build up so many layers. So, you know, you, you kind of a certain age and (laughs) I know that that shouldn't mean anything, but it really feels like it does. You build up your experience, you build up your connections, your networks, everything else, you Mm. know? And, and I think that kind of can partly determine where you where you want to make the impact where you can make an impact you know and it's that's that's something that I think for me needs um, unpicking more uh because it's like well where where are those goals I've got I've got things I'm really passionate about um but again a lot of that has been because I've lived through certain experiences and now I feel kind of like I can speak on those things and can (laughs) and feel passionate about them so I think that so what's wrong with that I mean isn't that your energy isn't that your purpose well is it well that's what I kind of get I guess it's that's what challenges me is trying to understand that is like is that my is that my purpose um is is that Mm -hmm. what I'm kind of here to do because yeah I mean exactly you, yeah, you, you could be absolutely right. I could be discovering <laughs> right there, the
0: <laughs> because because it's really interesting. Because uh, th- that word "fight" and actually in the um, Misa interview, you were talking about, aren't you angry? Mm-hmm. And you were using all these fight words, and and Misa explicitly said, "I don't think it is a fight." She basically said, "I don't think it's that adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I can never say that word adversary um approach as Adver- a Adver- adversarial
1: <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> we were just talking about how you were so oh, good with words, Amy I
0: know not that one adversarial well, you see it's just not part of my vocabulary yeah. I'm not anger and fight aren't in my repertoire mm-hmm. and <laughs> um, but um What's the positive evolutionary purpose of fight and anger? It's to increase us. Anger is about increasing our strength to defend ourselves, and it can be an mm. immensely positive, powerful force. What I'm hearing with you, as you say, um, uh, I can't imagine the big with all these people. I, it's really interesting because, because of course, you're amazing in front of the camera. You are a natural on a stage. When you have a big audience. You, you've said to me before. You feel validated. Oh, but when you have a
1: big audience, they're they're not they're not in it with you in the same way. They're not stood alongside Mm. you, are they? So that's that's what I mean. That's kind of what I'm talking about. And again, I'm. This is very much because of I've struggled when sitting in meetings in boardrooms in you know I don't yeah. like those scenarios so it's specific yeah.
0: situations it's particular scenarios because you're really you're a natural connector you energize people you light them up when you meet them and the first time I saw you you were pitching at a network so yeah, I was on a stage and
1: you liked you, me and then I'm a real a person and I'm <laughs> I'm actually screwed and and social media <laughs> you're really good you're not screwed <laughs> I'm like a yeah <laughs>
0: I love it Um, but it's 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 situational and so it's this idea of can I work alongside people will we be aligned in our values if um I mean you and I haven't talked about it but you know if we set up a board how could we set up a board that was positive Mm -hmm. that was supportive that it was uh, challenging in the right way rather than in a triggering way how could it be something that en- nourishes and enables mind styling to grow and expand, be expansive rather than? So you, small. you've
1: hit. Sorry, I'm making this all about me right now, but maybe it's an interesting way to explore this topic. You've also hit on something very interesting, which is I've, I when you, when I've been on boards for you know, as in more of a non-exec role, I I, I enjoy that. I don't feel small then. I feel. Like I can, so it's, it's, I think, yeah, like I can express myself and, but, but equally, I also think, well, how much of a part do I play in that? I still, I feel small from the perspective of this isn't really my thing as much as it's somebody else's. Um, So I think, yeah, on that kind of meta level of feeling, feeling small, yeah, feeling like you, I want to be in the driving seat, um, but at the same time feeling much more comfortable to express my views and yeah, bring my expertise. And so actually, I think
0: one of the values is what is keeping us small. It's understanding the actual situations or the actual relationships. So not may generalization, our brains are very good at generalized thinking. And when we're in a stress point, we're very good at saying black and white. And actually you've already just been a bit, dist- you've been nuanced. And you said, actually, when I'm on a board in an NED role, no problems at all. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: when you're on a panel and someone's asking your opinion, no problem at all. In fact, bring mm. it on. How interesting. And debate and challenge, great. But in a particular circumstance, not so good. Um and it's those particular circumstances, and often it's particular mm-hmm. people, so you could have that circumstance, but different a different array of characters they might be playing the same roles, you might be playing the same role, but actually the way you'll show up will be entirely yeah. different and That's when we can start to get i think mind go back to that terminology, the metaphor mind for the for the mm. diamonds for those insights, and actually thinking, okay. So how can I create an environment that supports me to play to my strengths, mm. to step up, to show up and shine? What will help me? And maybe we have to get the cameras in so that you feel it's good. Really, it's
1: really true. <laughs> Literally.
0: Yeah. Although the only snag is it's going to play entirely the
1: opposite effect on me. But that's... <laughs> It's um. So, do you think one of us? So, a question <laughs> I've been asking myself through all of this, though, is: mm. Do you think it's good enough to feel like just to in every moment, in every day, to like do what you can to feel like in your power, basically, um, to 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 not feel small in each moment. Or do you think it's something bigger? Because that's the thing for me. Like if all it was, was doing a meeting, doing a thing, doing a that, like every day, doing everything I need to do. Great, fine, you know, but it's bigger than that. Like for me, what makes me feel small is not that it's the, the things I could be doing that I'm not doing right now what could i be doing instead of doing this meeting this meeting only takes me from here to this little step maybe i could be doing something that takes me from here to this bigger step like that is what makes me feel small um is is actually like these things that are laid out in front of me are they the right things for for me to be playing on the in the kind of big i want to be playing in and that style of questioning that mm. approach
0: is that helping you or hindering you is it is it keeping you away um from your big goals or is it pushing you forward and giving you the motivation and energy to keep going keep striving? well it's sometimes
1: it's yeah well I mean the, that thinking by itself well I don't yeah it's I I don't know because I don't know what it is to hit your goals so something we've talked about before, I actually don't know because I've tried the show up every day and that's only ta- that hasn't taken me to where I wanted to get to. So I must be making like- the wrong strategic choices, right? That strategically I need to be thinking differently. I need to be saying no to some of these things that I'm doing every day. So I can say yes to other mm-hmm. things that can enhance things and grow things further what a powerful set of self coaching questions. <laughs> and if I was your coach, Becky, I'd be really interested
0: in exploring this statement I have never reached any goal we I have, have to myself. About this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not for this no, podcast. Know, <laughs> We've got another one to do on that one. Um, because I would challenge you on that. But what coming back to the showing up every mm. day, I would say I am a massive subscriber to, oh, there's a lovely phrase from Sean Acker, um, a cascade of small wins, mm. that accumulation, it builds momentum. It enables us to stop um, fixating on that tiny thing that went really wrong and give ourselves a bit of perspective. It also just helps carry us through and it gives us that sense of control when we feel overwhelmed. At the same time, s- neuroscience studies show that as humans, we do light up when we have purpose, when we have goals, when we mm-hmm. have something bigger than ourselves. Um, and just knowing what our pole star is, knowing where we're headed will enable us to yeah can take the the right decisions take the small steps that will en- lead us inevitably to our milestones that are the those mini goals on the way to the ultimate fulfillment mm. and um and that might be a really interesting point to reflect on for yourself because yes you can be immensely impatient mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Katie Vanek-Smith, she was just like, God, I
1: need patience. She said Come something on, go that really it. resonated, though, in the answer to my question around, um, I, you know, I kind of provoked a little bit by saying, like, there's a theme of slow things here. And she said, no, I'm really impatient. I just know the big things take time. And I think that's the part that I don't, I sometimes am too impatient around, like, that aspect of it, which is, like fix on something because you can get there you're you're avoiding it you're avoiding saying that's what you want to do because you're scared of not being able to get there so say you want to get there but also know it's not going to happen tomorrow it is going to take you time to get there and and actually by showing up every day and being like yeah showing up big and finding ways to be like, (laughs) like not small not shrinking every day going in that direction you're gonna find, yes. you know, the tunnels that take you through the bottom of the mountain will appear at the right time, or you know, the whatever, whatever it is. You just keep going.
0: I, if I put in, and I haven't for a long time, so my uh, my husband's family all live in the northeast, beautiful part of the country. Takes a blooming long time to get there from Bristol. Um, and if I stuck in Newcastle into my GPS. I wouldn't turn around two hours in because I was in Sheffield and go, well, I'm not in Newcastle yet. I'm going to go back home. Or um, even as I cross the River Tyne, well, I'm not at my destination yet. It's all been a waste of time. I'm going to turn back. But because we don't have a crystal ball mm. because we've not travelled this this particular path yet it's really easy to get disheartened along the way and think yeah. that we aren't making progress and we can lose sight of that and our lovely brains can show us all the reasons why we're making no progress at all and we're complete failures but actually if we can really look after ourselves and take a step back reconnect to our strengths mm start to reconnect with what we have achieved then our brains our minds can start to look to the horizon again look up and beyond and start plotting our path to the moon
1: yeah and I guess that's that's the the part I find is a is the biggest challenge is is knowing where that destination is. And and actually, I do talk a lot about saying, "Well, is yeah, does it have to be about a destination? And it's about a direction, but um, and enjoying the journey." Y- well, yeah, <laughs> that would be good too. <laughs> I am right now. <laughs> this is quite fun. Otherwise, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if the we're big,
0: exhausted, we'll play small. We play small.
1: We yeah, and I think that's so that I've got written down here. like being exhausted. Um, body breaking and like therefore things don't feel realistic and then you don't have faith in yourself Um, I think that those are the things that that definitely um, can feel exhausting so yeah finding ways to (laughs) to have some joy (laughs) find the joy in the moment um, and and
0: and know that actually um, I was thinking about I don't know about you, but we've got quite a lot of wood lice in our house at the moment. It must be that time of year. <laughs> and uh, my youngest loves wood lice. She always has, and she's sophisticated now, and it's secondary school, but doesn't matter. Um, you know, wood lice, if you poke them with your finger, they curl up in a crustacean ball of mm-hmm. defence. And then if you're just a patient, they'll just unfold and merrily trot away, <laughs> maybe out into the garden where we, you'd like them to be and um and so it's just getting curious about what it is that will help us unfurl so that we can start mm. moving again and once we're moving then we can we've got the capacity to start thinking bigger to start looking at our thoughts and our behaviors that will help us stand tr- strong at take those powerful brave actions that we need to And just, I suppose, one thing I would say is just know that our feelings are usually the last thing to change. So so we might have to consciously choreograph our thoughts, consciously curate our environment, but through that positive priming, enable ourselves to start making those behaviors, doing the things that we want to do that will give us the results that we want And our feelings will catch up and we will start to feel big, strong, tall again. Even if you are a diminutive five foot one.
1: (laughs) Actually, I don't know which of us is taller than the other because I don't tend to think about any me ever being taller. (laughs) We should rename this podcast the tiny, tiny people. (laughs) We're both really small. (laughs) Amazing.
0: Thank you. What a chat! That was great, I, and I yes. really hope that helps our listeners and has um, just sparked some beautiful, compassionate
1: curiosity. Absolutely, and if it has, please let us know. Come on over to Instagram or Facebook at Mind Styling Podcast and twitter at mind styling pod and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed already so that way you can just get it every week or every every episode twice a week at the moment so um, yeah do come and keep in touch let us know what you're thinking and we will speak to you again soon bye so we can't always
0: control the situations that are going on outside of us but we can be in control
1: of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.